You smell that? Hey, folks, take a big, deep smell. Just breathe it all in right now. What does that smell like? That smells like victory. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on BC. I am your host, AJ Black. I'm the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. So this is another game, another episode that just gets me pumped up to talk about. BC goes out and defeats Wake Forest. And why is this game so important? Well, there's a lot to take away from this, first of all. This is the second year in a row that Boston College has gone out and completely ruined Wake Forest's season. And they did it again just one game after Wake Forest smoked them. Remember, Wake Forest beat, before BC beat Wake Forest in the ACC tournament last year, they lost to them by 30. This year, they lost, lose to them by 20 and then have to go play against them in Winston-Salem. This game was absolutely a blast to watch, and it was also a lot. To, it was it was a nail biter. This was one of those where you have to grab your your tums and you know make sure that you're on the edge of your seat because that's exactly what this game was. So how's it go? First of all, before the game even starts, before this game is even played, you, you see the tweet with the starting five for Boston College. You see that Quinton Post is going to be coming off the bench because of illness, and DeMar Langford is going to be out because of illness. I saw uh, Post, you know, limited with minutes, and I went, oh, crap. You know, who has been the catalyst to basically every game that they've won this season? It's been Post. And losing Langford's been good, big, too. I mean, he had some big buckets against UVA. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, downplay that at all as well. So you get bad news right off the bat. You're, you know, if you're like me, you're feeling, oh man, that's not a good way against a Wake Forest team that you matched up poorly against last time. You're feeling like, oh, what is this going to be like, uh, you know, playing on the road against a team Wake Forest knew. I mean, they talked about it throughout this broadcast that this was a humongous game for Wake Forest. They were sitting at 18 and 11. And they knew that if they wanted to go to the NCAA tournament, they had to win this game. And what does BC do? They go out and win it. And we'll get into kind of what happens here. So the game starts. Wake Forest, they start off hot. They, they're battling back and forth. Wake for BC, good on offense. I, I, I reckon because Post was on the bench. <laughs> I think a lot of us would say, oh, yeah, you know, if Quentin Post isn't playing, this offense kind of, you know, is very different with with TJ Bickerstaff at the five than it is with Post. And it was very clear. Then we, we get to that point about five minutes in where Earl Grant just said, ah, screw it. We're going to put in Quentin Post. And so the, the limited minutes that we heard about kind of just went out the window as Quentin Post, who probably was playing sick, got out there and played, you know, most of this game. I mean, he had his moments like his normal rest, but he was out there in the minute. It was the minute that Quentin post enters this game. 
everything felt different. They started playing differently on offense. They were down, I think, with 12-2 at one point. And all of a sudden, like, flash. All of a sudden, BC's scoring. Post is getting things going. Mason Madsen hits a big shot. And all of a sudden, the Wake Forest lead falls apart. BC is tied with them. They're getting back into this game. Now, the end of the first half, you're starting to feel, okay, well, uh, you know, they they start they let up some shots near the end there, and and Wake Forest goes into halftime with a six-point lead. But you saw what BC could do. You saw what they were able to do to Wake Forest to get them uh, you know, off of their game. And they and you it, even at six points, you're like, okay, they're still in this. They can still battle back and win this. Second half starts again. They're starting to, you know, Wake Forest starts to build more into their lead. And you're like, okay, this is starting to get a Lancey. What happens then is something that was was incredible. Well, BC goes on, what was it, a 28 to 3 run? And not only are they no, no longer losing, they're up by 15 points. Quinton Post was going crazy with some of the shots he was hitting. We got some big moments from again Mason Madsen, who again we I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take credit for this. He was on the show earlier this week, so he's getting that as Mitch Mitch Wolf said on Twitter, the locked on BC boost here because he had some big shots in this game. And um and Jane Zachary, I, I don't want to leave out any of these guys because they all had some big moments there. You're feeling good. The crowd is dead. BC seems like they have, you know, they're on Wake Forest's throat, but Wake Forest is a good team. They are a good team. And what do good teams do when they have good players that can take over games? They battle back. And Tyre, um, Tyree Appleby, who also has an ideal with Applebee's, which I think is amazing, uh, showed why he's one of the best players in the ACC right now. That dude put the game back in Wake Forest's court in in a flash. He was hitting shot after shot after shot after three-pointer. And, and yeah, it was a little sloppy on the BC defensive end. But, man, a lot of that was just Tyree Appleby's really good. <laughs> and so you watched. You watched that lead fall away, and, and it gets closer and closer. BC's still shooting like 68% in the second half, but it's not mattering because Applebee's hitting three pointers. He's getting to the line. He's doing everything. So the lead is starting to trickle. You're starting to get that, that tight feeling in your chest again, as you've seen a lot of BC teams fall apart and you're, you're thinking, Oh God, is this going to happen again? And BC still, you know, they're hanging in there. They're not letting the game fall apart, but the, 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 the game's getting closer. So, you know, we get to the final moments. And we get a big, we get some big shots and I, you know, the big moment for me, I mean, the big moment that, that we're all going to talk about is the last 10 seconds of that game. Makai Ashton Langford, Makai Ashton Langford, who many folks uh, and myself included kind of just, you know, for the last couple of years thought he was kind of a limited guard. He's had some kick butt moments this year and this game was won by Makai Ashton Langford. He made a beautiful layup, like a like a scoop layup shot with two seconds left on the and and it it was pure basketball brilliance the way he hit that shot. Because if I tried that, I don't I land on my butt. I'm and all of you in the comment section probably unless you're you know a basketball player probably would the same thing would happen there, right? He hits that shot. 
2.2 seconds remaining. And again, still, I get into that mode where I'm thinking, oh God, this is going to end poorly. In a moment, we'll talk about the last play, the play that won the game for BC. But before we do that, I want to talk about our good old friends and partners over at FanDuel. If you haven't checked out FanDuel, it's the time to do it. Massachusetts, I believe, goes live with um, online betting on March 10th. So you can sign up for FanDuel. The, the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Now, if you didn't live in the state of Massachusetts and you wanted to use FanDuel, and you thought, I looked at that eight and a half point spread that Wake Forest had in this game. And I said, there's no way they're going to cover that. I think BC will keep it close. I, I would have won. But if, hey, if you had a lot of faith in BC, they're going to win it outright. And you and you you bet the money line, man, you'd be having an even better night than the rest of BC Nation is having right now. So FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Locked on BC, AJ Black here, and we are talking about this win. We're talking about the plays that BC made. Now, setting up this last play, setting up the 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 moment that won this game. So 2.2 seconds left. Up to this point, that last 10 minutes or so of the second half, it felt like every single shot Wake Forest took was going in. Appleby was doing crazy shots and, and hitting them. And, and, you know, there were even other players on the Demon Deacons. They were like off balance hitting shots. And, and it just felt like everything was going in. So you're feeling the feeling at this point. The feeling at this point is that, the, you know, the, the crowd is really behind Wake Forest. They're really getting into this. That if my thought was going into this, that if if Wake gets a shot off, there's a chance BC is going to lose this game. Because they gotta they gotta get it across half court. If they can get it half court, then they've got enough three point shooters. One of those guys could potentially hit a, a long three. And so what ends up happening, they don't even get the chance for that to happen. Boston call they try to inbound it. Jaden Zachary, who I I love watching him on defense. This guy is a pest and in, in, in the best way. He's out there and he steals it and he just launches it in the air which is what he should have done that way that they couldn't follow him. And it was just, it was up and BC wins. They end up winning the game. So in the moment that BC needed to make a stop on defense, when Boston college was feeling like, you know, they're making plays on offense, but the defense isn't getting the job done. They make that stop. They make the one stop at the moment where it matters most to seal this win, to go to Winston Salem, and grab a victory, a place I don't think they've won. I, I know they were saying, I think I, I was looking at the sports book. I mean, the notes for the game, BC has lost four straight regular season games to Wake Forest. As I said earlier, they lost to them by 20 plus points. I love how Earl Grant has been able to adjust in a lot of these games, how he goes out there that first Wake Forest game. They look like crap. They get beat up. 
And then he figures out what they're doing and they get that they've got some momentum and they go out there and win two years in a row. And, and this is not a knock on wake forest. I don't have nothing against the wake forest fans, but I love that. This has become like a thing that BC like last year needed to beat BC in the ACC tournament. And they were well on their way to making the NCAA tournament. They go out there, they lose, they end up in the NIT this year. Wake Forest just needs to beat BC and they're pretty much, you know, again on the bubble, they lose and their bubble bursts again. Steve Forbes can join uh, Mike Young from Virginia Tech as guys that Earl Grant has started to uh, to own them. This reputation that BC is getting about being gritty, being hard, being physical. You hear the coaches talking about this. It's real, folks. These teams are having a hard time to beating BC. You're going to run. BC is not a perfect team. They're going to run into teams like NC state or Miami. That's going to blow them out of the, out of the building. But what team in the ACC hasn't had that happen? I mean, wake for, I mean, Syracuse tonight just got blown out by Georgia tech by 30 points in Syracuse. This, this stuff happens. It's not like you're not going to get like if your hope is that BC is going to become this perfect team that wins all their games. That's that's not a realistic hope, but you know they're they've put together nine ACC wins now. That's nine. They only had what six, seven last year. They have a chance for ten. They have a chance of going ten and ten in conference. That's huge. They have now tied Steve Donahue's record, and they're looking at Al. You have to go back to Al Skinner to find a team that has won 10 DC games, which is killer because you, you know, the way that they're playing right now, if they were able to hold on and do this during the season without all these injuries, especially to Quentin post, they'd be, they'd be tournament bound right now. They would be on the, on the bubble, right? If you, it, you if you take out those losses to some of those stupid teams that they lost to, this team would be right up there, but you can't, you can't play, uh, you know, Monday morning quarterback with injuries. It's just part of the game, but uh, I love it. And after the game, I don't know if you saw it on. So I I tweet out. I, I if you follow me on Twitter at Locked On BC, I have some, I have fun on that account. It's not my like reporter account. It's my having fun ones. Um, I've been tweeting every time BC beats a, a team that John Rothstein. If you know who John Rothstein is, uh, he likes to have coach like um, like little taglines for every coach. He doesn't have one for Earl Grant, but all these other coaches, he does that. But I also love. Um, I put up the the. Um, video from last year's ACC tournament game against Wake where the, and I forget which player it was. It might've been Alondis Williams was on the bench and said, you know, effing Boston college. Um, I got that up there. And then, uh, you know, some beast, some Wake Forest fans were chirping. So I had a little fun with them too. That's what we're here for, right? That's supposed to make college sports fun. Now in our final segment, this is a whole basketball segment because look at football is not doing anything right now. And I, I, I would love to talk about the co- the coordinator situation, but we don't know who that's going to be. I mean, I know we've talked about it. It's going to be Chibnitsky and Shimko. And it's going to be an internal candidate on defense, but I have nothing to like report on it. So we're going to have to wait. Let's talk basketball some more. I would love to get into uh, what's what the ACC tournament situation looks like right now and get into um, what your thoughts are. I see a ton of your comments before we get into this break though. If you're listening to this and you have not done so already, head over to Locked On BC on YouTube and hit the subscribe button. All you have to do, it takes 10 seconds, hit subscribe. You will get all our videos 
every time that they come out. And if you hit the little bell, you'll know when we go live. And if there's fun games like this, I always go live after. And I love to get you guys in your comments in as well. So join our army of BC fans. We're 750 plus right now. I want to get even more of you. So make sure you hit the subscribe button right now. We'll be back in just a moment. Locked on BC, AJ Black here. 71-69. The BC Eagles are well on their way to a 500 record in conference and overall. A big step in the right direction for the future of this program, I have to say. I mean, if you went back and listened to our episodes after the UNH loss, after the Maine loss, after losing to Tarleton State, after, you know, all those, you know, tough games against Cornell, Detroit Mercy, you wouldn't hear the optimism that we have again, that we feel like this program is is heading in the right direction. And it's all steering towards the ACC tournament. Now, BC, if they want to make the ACC, uh, the NCAAs, they got to win the ACC tournament. Is that going to happen? I mean, it could, but I, I mean, that would be a miracle. Um, they would be, they're going to be as high as an eight seed. And I don't know. I couldn't tell you when the last eight seed to ever win a major tournament would be. Uh, but right now they are in charge of their own destiny because I think Syracuse's loss means that if BC wins against Georgia tech on Saturday at home, they can get that eight seed. And finally, finally, finally avoid Tuesday in Greensboro. I think everyone here would love to see BC not have to play that freaking early game and get a bye. I know it might end up with a tougher matchup. I know it might end up with, you know, BC going one and out. I don't care (laughs) at this point. I just want them to, to, I want to see them move up in the conference to be in that upper echelon where they're not playing that first game, like a schlub every year. And honestly, if they sit at the 10, I think they end up with who just beat Clemson and has played pretty well of late. So it wouldn't be the worst thing. You'd probably end up draw. I think you're going to end up drawing Wake Forest again. Bring them on. Let's do it. I think that'd be a fun, uh, a fun matchup. So Georgia Tech, though, is going to be a tough out. They scored almost. I think I don't have the score in front of me right now, but I think they scored 100, almost 100 points against Syracuse. I mean that Syracuse's defense has been really bad this year, but still scoring hundred points, but say let's, let's just pretend here. BC beats Georgia tech. What does that mean for this program? That means they end up the season 16 and 15. That means they end the season 10 and 10 in the ACC. This is just two years moved from Jim Christian from some really bad BC teams. This is the momentum we've been looking for. You got it year with that little mini ACC run at the end of this year, last year, it kind of twinkled a little bit off at the beginning of this year, but it jumped back up with three top 25 wins. And then, you know, all the, all the other big wins that they've had. I mean, they beat Virginia tech twice. They beat um, Clemson. They beat, you know, um, uh, UVA. So they've got all these big wins here. And now this is going to bring what BC fans have been dying for, which is the return of the fan base on Saturday. BC has their final home game fans out there. You guys got to pack. You got to pack Conti form. This is a major, major game for the Eagles and we can't have Conti morgue. It just, we just can't have that. If you want to see BC be successful, 
if you want to see this program continue to build, this is a moment where you could go out there and show it. You could show a Quinton Post who's probably going to get a lot of people talking to him in this offseason about trying to transfer. You could show him that BC is a place on the up and up and that he should stay here. You should show, you'll show all those recruits that are watching that are thinking about it. This is the place to go. And you'll show the rest of this world and all the people that make snide little snarky remarks about Boston College that this program is no longer the joke of the ACC. That this program is a tough out every single time they're out there with Earl Grant. And I truly believe that they are. Earl Grant has put together a culture of win at BC. He does it through hard work, through defense, which I they had some tough to, some tough moments with defense today. But they they had their defense and, and hitting some big shots. I think if I if you have the time, buy tickets for Saturday. Pat Conti Forum. Let's see what you know. Let's show the, this group, especially for you who have enjoyed watching this game. Uh, these this team all year show them their appreciation senior night makai ashton langford's leaving i mean he, this is a kid that got tossed away by providence found a little bit of success and has become a a a really good player i don't want to say star but really good player for boston college and you know it's his last game at home i think you know this is a big moment for bc so <coughs> you know back to the acc tournament talk though before we head out could BC take a long run in this tournament? Absolutely. Could they get knocked out in one one in one game? Sure. This ACC this year is so unpredictable and so I I don't want to call it weak, but just anyone can win it any night. And I think that honestly could say that there's some good team, there's better teams than you expect. But I think BC could w- beat you know any of these teams. NC State obviously played them really tough, but so did Wake Forest the last time they played them. And BC went out there and beat them. So I think this AC tournament, ACC tournament is just going to be a blast. Maybe a nice couple wins there could possibly set up BC for an NIT bid. And that right there is a huge success for Earl Grant in year two at BC. On tomorrow's show, we're going to start predict- previewing spring football I'll get into some uh, details of things you're going to want to know about. Hopefully we'll get some coordinator news in the next day or so, but I'll get into that. Uh, Make sure to follow me on Twitter at AJ black underscore BC. Again, follow us on YouTube. Thank you all so much. Let's get into your comments though. Bruce McLaren says, I absolutely love this team. Fun to watch. Easy to root for. What are the scenarios for BC to get the buy? I personally think that they are not going to get the buy may not be getting be the buy might not getting the buy might not be so bad. As I said, they get they get the win against Georgia Tech. They're in. If they lose, they're stuck at the ten. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to put up some of the things that um, Frank has put because there's a couple in there with a the little curses. Uh, but I, I got to get back and really get into this. Frank Ryan says, "AJ, let's go. No Demar QP playing sick. No problem." Drew Adams says, "BC should get an NIT bid." Uh, Len Suber, hey AJ, one hell of a win for Boston College. Peter Caruso, will Post be healthy enough to start on Saturday? A, yes. B, no. C, yes and no. Um, I bet I, I'm guessing he'll be okay. I don't know what it is. Obviously, in my, and, you know, there's been a lot of bugs and stuff going around, and he's got a couple days to, you know, three or four days. He, he's going to get out there. He, he's going to get his 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 uh, moment. Uh, then we have Deidre, um, who says. 
Jay-Z and Makai are both better players than Damar Langford. I'm not going to get into who's better than both, but yeah, they both have had better seasons. Um, and let's see, is there anyone else that I missed? Will Makai Ashton Langford declare for the draft? If he does, will he get drafted or undrafted? If he gets undrafted, will he play overseas? Well, he'll 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 declare for the draft because he is out of eligibility. I think he's been around for like six seasons. Will he get drafted? I don't think so. I don't think he has enough. I don't think he has enough to do that. Will he play overseas? Sure. I think I could see Makai having a nice uh, career overseas. So um, I think I don't think he'll end up in the NBA. I think he'll end up overseas. And you know what? He may end up in the G League for a year or two, but. You know, a lot of guys like him that, um, you know, don't have like superstar potential. They end up, you know, trying a couple seasons, then ending up going uh, abroad. Uh, and then you wanted to ask about Demar Langford too. Um, I don't know. He declared for the draft last year. Uh, will he do it again this year? Probably, but who knows. Um, and so, thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow. And thank you all again. Uh, so sorry, Deidre. Deidre was saying defensively was not banging on Demar. Sorry, my bad. Um, I was kind of going through all the comments really quick, and so Deidre is not saying anything bad about Demar. She's saying that Makai and Jaden are better uh, defensively. So my bad. Thank you all again for listening. I gotta head out. Um, gotta do a little writing, and it's time for bedtime. We'll see you again tomorrow. Go Eagles. Take care.